the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, all right? Here we are on Ride the Wave Podcast. Yay! Yay, we're starting <laughs> it. People have already shut it off. <laughs> oh, wow. So we are starting this podcast to go over a few things that I think each and every one of us want to talk about, but we shy away from, which is the ups and downs of what we go through in our own lives. The riding of those waves. The waves of change, the waves of flexibility in your own life, in somebody else's life, being flexible for someone else's life, Mm -hmm. being involved in someone else's life. We're here to kind of just delve into the differences of thought from maybe even a man and a woman in a relationship. But we're taking a different look at it as this podcast used to because there's going to be two voices now. And I think that that's going to be really important moving forward. Thanks for having me, Dan. Oh, hi, Ashley. So who am I, Dan? You're Ashley Matthews. Ride the wave (laughs) yoga. If you guys don't know of it, it's in Newburyport. It's a beautiful area on Maple Street. 12 Maple Street, that is. Ashley can tell you a little bit behind uh, the studio itself. Where am I coming from? I'm coming from a background of a mental health counselor. It's kind of adapted into a school counselor who has a background in adventure-based counseling. So, What is adventure-based counseling, Dan? What is adventure-based counseling? Adventure-based counseling is a type of counseling program that came from World War II era. Uh, shell shock veterans were coming back and these counselors were taking them up into the mountains and just kind of like working with them in regards to giving them counseling breaks that way exposing them to elements maybe that they have seen uh, throughout their time over in Europe or even in the Pacific and just kind of delving deep into what was bothering them then by giving them counseling sessions in places that were unfamiliar to others like the mountains, maybe even on the beach, maybe even in the woods, but not in a room. Mm. It's a cool little technique. Nowadays, you have places like Adventure Lore, Outward Bound, Project Adventure. Those three are pretty huge. Knowles Program. Um, those were all adventure-based counseling programs. I think there's one down in North Carolina, so my bad for not mentioning you, but I don't know your name. Um, but with that, You know, these programs uh, take kids, take families, like adventure-based programs used to, but now they're taking the entire unit that's in a family, and they're taking them on, you know, trips, uh, sailing trips, mountain biking trips, hiking trips. The whole family unit. The whole family, and they're putting them in positions that they would never put themselves in, Uh, maybe because they're too scared, uh, too vulnerable, whatever it might be. Maybe they just don't want to taking them out of the out of the room the the psychology room and into the elements into nature what a cool thing exactly so that's what my background is but now i work in a school and i love it it's a little different 
sometimes I take kids for walks. Sometimes I play basketball with them. Mm. Haven't really done any hiking or anything like that in high school yet with the children, but soon, mm. soon yeah. that'll happen. Yeah. So that's kind of my background. Um. So Ashley, what's your background? My background. Ride the wave. Should we quick mention how we met? Oh yeah. Through ride the whole ride the ride the wave that that ideology and the actual words themselves ride the wave kind of are what brought Dan Daniel Leone and I together. Um how long ago was it now that we started talking? Um we've been together for it w- 10 months. We're 10 months. It's but, new. Yeah, but we met like well we started we we knew of each other in November of 20 Yes. And thank you, Meredith Moses. Yes. Basically, Daniel's cousin, Meredith, whom we love very much, uh, came to one of my yoga classes in the fall of 2018. And she told Mr. Dan at Thanksgiving time that I should meet um, or he should meet me because he she thought that we would get along really well. And lo and behold, both of our names on Instagram were Ride the Wave. Mine was Ride the Wave Yoga and Dan's was Ride the Wave. So we started talking online and then I went to Asia for three months and we didn't talk at all. Um, No, but but I was following her closely, watching pretty much every move that she was making because they were really intense in regards to the comparison to my own life at the time. She was in India hiking mountains, doing really cool stuff and you know, I was doing what I had to do here in the States to just get my mind right, which was prepare myself for the National Guard. Army National Guard of New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I got home in April and Dan and I finally got together. Mm -hmm. And And it's literally been ever since. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yep. We might have taken off maybe a couple of days from april till when i left for basic training in june yeah i was really adamant about not wanting to be in a relationship at the time because i had just come back from three months of solo dolo time and mm -hmm. it was beautiful and gorgeous and um an experience that i wanted to keep for as long as i could of just being really in a relationship with myself and um as Dan, dan and i have been talking about kind of having me as a guest on his podcast ride the wave podcast and it wasn't until um like around winter time of this year that both of us you know sort of were interested in joining up on a on a platform that could be heard by many people um I teach yoga I've I own a yoga studio in Newburyport as Dan mentioned and um I really really have enjoyed being a yoga teacher for the last eight years uh started started teaching in Tampa, Florida, which is where I went to school. I got my training in Orlando in 2011 and then have taught in different settings, um, plethora of different settings from university school gyms to yoga studios in Florida and in Massachusetts. I teach yoga on Plum Island Beach in the summer um, from Labor Day. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Memorial Day weekend. That's in May, right? Yeah. Memorial I think Day so. to terrible. Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah, I te- we don't know holidays. That's okay. 
It's all right, though. Um, except for when Dan has school off. We know those holidays. And my birthday. And Dan's birthday and Valentine's Day. That's, That's a big right. one. Anyway, not uh, to get off topic. Um, I teach yoga in corporate settings. I've taught um, yoga at um, a couple different professional buildings in Boston. Um, Google, I've taught at um, Google. That was super cool in Cambridge. And now I have the immense pleasure of having my own yoga studio in Newburyport. So we just opened in October of 2019 and we've been about four and a half months strong now. It's been certainly a learning process and different, different, uh, ooh, so many different learning opportunities. And I'm so lucky to have Mr. Dan as a huge support and I have a great, great family network support. So, um, so you're probably wondering why Ashley and I deciding to have a conversation on a podcast, not as a guest, but as like a tag team duo, mm. because it's going to sound a little interesting, but you know, I think that it's probably best for the ears for, for people to hear couples who are feeling like they're succeeding in whatever this is. And we're going to tell our stories as to like, you know, how we do that on our own individually. And Ashley mentioned something about taking time for herself to basically, um, mm. you know, find herself or find what works best for her or develop a better way for herself to be in a relationship with herself so then she can bring in somebody to that life. And during that time, I would even say a couple of months before that, I was doing the exact same thing and uh, taking time for myself to uh, understand the elements that were keeping me from being happy or what I needed in my life to be happy. And that was really important for me to um, collect as well. And I think it's really hard sometimes for guys to admit to that. So in this podcast... What you're going to hear is a couple of different topics, and hopefully we get people to join us at some point. But for now, Ashley and I will be discussing a various, um, you know, degree of mm, different avenues. Life topics. Life topics. Stuff we stuff you guys want to hear about. Yeah. And we are, like we said, coming from a mental health background and a yogic st- background. So in a way, it's East and West, like different mm-hmm. mindsets, philosophies that help us to be better people and um and and so we hope that you write in if you'd like you know after you hear us kind of talk chat um any topic that you feel you want us to kind of elaborate on that would be super cool yeah i think that's really important that the topics that we're going to discuss uh, might kind of go down uh the same uh, road is like another topic and you might hear us kind of discussing the same exact ideas throughout the podcast but it's because uh, you know all topics are kind of coming from the same place and that's uh, you know a place of balance right mm. yeah. and just because we'll be discussing one thing doesn't mean that we're going to go into you know a whole other slew of ideas and we might get off topic and and that kind of stuff and I hope you understand as you're listening, that's really important to be able to to let that happen in your own life. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and to kind of correlate that to like the waves. 
mm. and, and change like no wave is ever going to be the same yeah right yeah even over like a perfect reef mm. like the wave is always going to have a little bump in it that's a little different than the other yeah that's like life and it still makes it to shore no matter what yeah we always we'll come back around full circle it yeah exactly or you take it to the rocks and get a little dinged up mm. but you you know you're gonna have to paddle back out at some point mm. that's yeah the metaphor of waves and my life and i know in dan's life dan's a surfer and um actually is too yeah i i had a little trauma in the water we all have Ashley. a few years ago yeah but i wasn't so quick to get back on my board until i did in bali and sri lanka when i was there this past year that was very very cool that's a whole different topic we can yeah. touch on that at a different time but essentially like the question we're answering today is what does riding the waves look like to each of us riding the waves of life in our own lives what how does that kind of sit what does that involve and then also how how do we ride how the hell do we ride the waves in relationships with other people like so they're kind of two two topic two questions really that are separate in nature but they do build on each other and I think the the first the first question we need to address the the precedent the precedent is you know how do I ride the waves of my own emotions my own complications my own troubles that come up because the way that we deal with our own waves will ultimately influence the way that we're able to connect and um, with another person and, and their waves right yeah so I think like um a lot of people look to like advice from friends or family or even like the person that they're with to like get through situations and ultimately like it's all well and good to have those people in your lives mm. but if you're taking people's advice to like go and do your thing like go do whatever it is that you need to get over that challenge that speed bump that mountain whatever it might be or do you like you know for instance stick into the wave thing to like catch that wave right like you can take all the advice in the world from even a, a surf trainer or whoever it is but you're the one that ultimately has to paddle for the wave catch the wave and stand up and that's like in life right so mm. To, to give advice through a counseling standpoint, I know that Ashley and I have had this conversation. And I know that if any of my students are going to listen to this, they're going to probably, they're going to probably yell into their, their screen or their car stereo because I say this all the time. But I'm never going to give you advice. I'm going to give you support. I'm going to give you suggestions. Because when you give advice in life, that's your stuff that's coming up. Mm. And if you're looking for advice from somebody, that means sometimes that you're not willing to actually do the work, that your work, your own work, you want to do somebody else's work, you want to, mm. you want to put the pressure on somebody else to give you the answer as to what it is um, that you need to be doing for yourself. And I'm not trying to say that in a way that's like negative or anything, but because uh, I've done it before, I've, I've looked to people for that ultimate advice and, and, and I've taken that advice and sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. And when it hasn't, mm, have I felt like that person stood, steered me wrong? Probably not, but I think some people do. Right. So like riding that wave and taking the lessons from those surf instructors, they're there because they have their own 
uh, experiences in the water. And it's really nice to hear advice sometimes and hear those suggestions. But seriously, you're the you're the person mm. that has to, you know, get on the board of life mm. and get in the water, paddle out to the wave, the mm. challenges and kind of overcome those on your own. Because when that bigger set comes in, you're all by yourself. Nobody's going to help you in those circumstances. They'll be there to support you. Uh, but you're the one that's going to have to get through that wave. You're either going to surf it or duck dive and get past it. Absolutely. I remember there was a time in my life, and I have a Libra moon, uh, so I should throw in probably at this point I'm an astrologer as well, and I use the lens of astrology to help me make sense of my own personality and that of my um, uh, that of the people in my life. Um, but Libra moons, I mean – usually our emotional security depends can depend can depend largely on uh the emotional security of our partner or of uh other people in our life and so looking for advice if you've got moon in libra um is a way for you to sort of make sense uh emotionally uh with with yourself um make make sense of your own emotions so I was always looking for advice from other people but I think it was Aristotle who said um, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it and I'll say that again because it's a really good quote and it really 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 helped me in my own life it's it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it so as Dan was saying like to have that network of supportive people in our life, whether it be our mental health counselor, our parents, our best friend, you know, a teacher, a partner, um, those are all fantastic. In fact, they're sort of like the, this, the, um, what do you call the, the bumpers? Like they're the bumpers on the sides of the roads to make sure you don't go off the road. Mm. Those people can be that for us. But ultimately it's up to us to kind of choose the way we're going to drive our car or, ride our board right like it's our choice ultimately so yeah 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 you know a professor taught me that um back in 2012 so i went my entire life until that time frame thinking that it was okay to um and i probably didn't honestly i can't remember any of that time prior to that as to how i was uh, navigating my own life and, and was I listening to other people more ultimately than more so than what I was I was listening to myself mm. um, but I wouldn't expect that I wasn't listening to other people I guess if that makes any sense yeah pretty sure I was listening to my friends and my family as to like the decisions the big decisions that I was making because they were wise and they made all the choices on their in their own lives right mm. and then i became a lot more curious as to like the counseling mind mm. in 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 being more um responsible for my own actions right because that's really what it is too is being able to say like i made this decision so it is my you know it's m not my fault that this occurred but it is because of why i uh, chose to do this that these circumstances are happening to me if it's either positive or negative right mm -hmm. we always look to to um to shame some something 
for something going wrong in our life. Or blame. There you go. Yeah. So she's a smart one. I'm the one that just kind of puts the Are you talking about sentences me? together. She finds the right words. I'm your road bumps. There man. you go. Nice. I, put, I get you back on yep. track. Yeah. <laughs> you are my uh, $100 soft top surfboard. What? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, they're like an easier surfboard to like take out. Catches every wave, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. I make it easier for you there to catch you your go. waves. Nice or form sentences. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. I would say that. Um, so, what was the turning point in your life where, when you finally realized this is like a quote that, or an idea rather that I'm playing with right now? It's like how do we learn to ride the waves instead of fight the tide when was that time when do you think mm. what was the what uh, hmm. or well, i guess what does that mean to you like well i think what's that, the difference between riding the waves and fighting the tide well i think in like in surfing you're gonna go through those days where you think it's huge and it's like need a waist high mm-hmm. and you're like man i caught the craziest wave of my life today and then you realize, like, oh, that wasn't the craziest wave because there's such bigger waves out there, right? And then you go out and the tide is ripping and you're being pulled down the beach. And you're like, holy shit, that's the craziest tide that I've ever fought in my life. And then you go out the next time and the waves are a little bit bigger and you're like, that's the biggest day I've ever been on, right? So I think there's moments in your in your life that you're going to go through these things like you know if you want to look at them like chapters whatever it might be Mm. so i can't really say when did i figure it out in regards to or i still haven't figured it out but Mm. what has been the most significant so far probably a few years back maybe four or five years ago was probably like you know the biggest day in my life in regards to like waves Mm. in regards to tide it was kind of a culminating event of the craziest tide with the biggest barely waves right and was i gonna make it was i gonna make the drop or was i gonna get sucked out to sea right mm. so where were you mentally in that moment i was so something that a lot of people do i think in relationships is they mentally you're it's like you're a 50 50 split right so it's like you're deciding a lot of the things in your life based off of other people's ideas right Mm -hmm. especially in a relationship it's like oh what do they want me to do Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's really like what should i be doing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and the should be 100 percent. like this is what i need to be doing for my relationship for this person not you know this is what they want me to do because this is what i have to do Mm -hmm. but this is really what i want to be doing right so in that sense it's sort of like listening to the waves inside of you that are kind of pushing you into one Mm. direction yeah and listening and riding you know riding that wave out like letting that like probably you in that moment five years ago you were like part of you was like reacting from a place of fear like i i can't you know i can't do this um i would call that somewhat going uh well that would be like the tide like coming you mm. know and kind of being fearful engaging that like for sure because that's something i didn't do when i had my trauma in the water a few years ago is like i didn't listen to that little gut that was like don't go out yeah it but 
but at the same time the the wave of like yeah you can do this was there so I did I went out I paddled out after Irma and like on Plum Island and it was just crazy I guess yeah so for me like uh like to compare it it's um it's like when you when you see the wave coming mm-hmm. and you know it has like a you know it has like a left face on it and you should be going left and if you went right it's gonna be like a closeout mm-hmm. But that person is like yelling, go right, go right. Oh, good. Right? Yeah, good and example. And you're like, ah, but uh, I should really go left. So can we explain to our listeners if they have no All idea right. what we're talking about what a right is? So when like a is. wave is coming, right, you can actually see uh, which side of the wave is going to give you the most um, property, I guess you can mm. call it, right? Yeah, the best ride. The best ride, yeah, if you want to keep it keep it simple. Or stupid, a ride at right? all. <laughs> or ride at all, yeah, especially in New England. So um, if you're a regular-footed person, which means that you have your left foot forward on the surfboard when you stand up, a backside wave is when your back is facing the wave, which means you're going left on the wave mm. if you are looking at the beach. A right facing, a right or regular footed person going front side means that your back is towards the beach, which means that that's the right side of the wave. So to go back to my analogy, basically, if you know that the wave is showing you a ton of uh, a ton of wave on the left side, a ton looking, of promise, yeah, yeah um, and you really want to take that thing left, but there's somebody else in the water yelling, "Take it right, take it right." And you take it right and it closes out in front of you, which means the wave basically just crashes in front of you and you get smashed off your board. And now you're fighting the little tide that's there. But you could have been riding this beautiful Mm. left wave that went all the way to the beach. You just realize that you didn't listen to your gut. You Mm. didn't listen to like the, you know, what you were telling yourself. So four years, five years ago, it was a lot of that. Yeah, it was a lot of that. How do you? You know, how did I kind of figure it out? I didn't really at first. Right. Right. I kind of just, my personality is very much so to please. It's a yes, man. Mm. I know that. Mine was too. A lot more than it is now. Yeah. A lot more than it is now. I still enjoy it. I still enjoy pleasing people. Yeah. But I also know where the boundary line is. I think boundaries are huge. Right. Right. So, um, and being able to tell somebody like, hey, uh. I think you need to cut it out. Right. Or you need to tell yourself like, hey, I think this needs to be cut out. Mm-hmm. And then having a conversation. So that was probably the, uh, I guess, the pipeline of my of my life so far. Pipeline is a intense wave in Hawaii. You know, it's barrels over this intense reef. Typically only goes left. If it goes right, it's called backdoor, you know, and it's just like this real intense right facing wave. So um, that was probably my pipeline, my life. Mm. Mm. And you just went for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took that left and came out of that barrel and it seems to be like it was the best ride of my life so far. Mm. So and it was something in you that said, I can do this. Yeah. And, and if people were to look at that in that time frame of my life, they would probably have said, that's not the best ride ever. That's the worst thing that can ever happen to you. Worst thing that can ever happen. Why? You get divorced. Oh. You have to leave a house. That's what was happening you to you then. You leave a dog. Right. right. Yeah. You can seriously sit there and say, Gee, that is, that's terrible. How can you say that that was the best ride of your life? Well, I'm sure for that person too, 
it's you know it's been a, a promise you know and for me 100 percent. yeah that riding that wave right there that re- that that ride of change i was riding shitty storm surf mm. prior to that <laughs> right if you really want to talk about riding waves it was new england shit <laughs> cold yeah right mm-hmm. you're in a five four wetsuit thick can barely swim right catching little dinky waves to then it turned into pipeline and i'm taking the barrel of my life on the cleanest waves with board shorts on but some people don't look at it like that right mm-hmm. they see disaster they see you see bad things. They see negative things happening, drowning, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So what, what do you think that point of time was for you? The, the I hope that made sense for a lot of people, though, for sure. <laughs> well, I think you went on two different topics that maybe confused people because you were talking about waves and then you were talking about what was happening in your life at that time. Yeah. So. Yeah. So comparing waves to what's happening in my life. Right. Those shitty storm waves. Yeah. Yeah. Were like th- what was happening. A hundred percent. Then. Yeah. For you. Mm-hmm. But looking back, hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's like, well, that was a big teaching moment, right? Like yeah. for me in my life. Huge teaching moment. Yeah. And it was, I think in those moments of like strife or like when you're in the water, I think well, one of the main turning points for me was when I was in the water that day um, about three three and a half years back on plum island surfing after irma hurricane irma uh i mean i was like caught in a set of white water waves it was like a set of seven and i was being held under i was on my long board my board was on my i was it was um you know attached to me on my leash around my ankle but i i didn't know where it was in space and pivotal pivotal moment really um one of the two moments well, it was the the moment, the only moment in my life I thought I might die. Um, the concept of like, how do I ride the waves versus resist the tide? Okay, so like you're being held under, like you could panic in those moments of strife and struggle that Dan was explaining five years ago, like just like not fun, like not fun stuff. Like you can make it, you can make things not more unfun than they already are you can contract around it right you can blame you can shame you can you know uh point fingers at your at yourself or at another person but in that moment when I was being held under I just remember I can freak out right now I can panic if I wanted to or a lot of people die right in moments like that absolutely but thank god thank god for my practice in yoga which is uh, the art, really, the art, the practice of finding a sacred pause in your life. Just if you want, like, <laughs> I think the antidote, magical antidote to, like, any issue or problem in your life, sacred pause. Just pause. Just put every, like, press the pause button. And you can, and, and from that action, like, that gives you so much perspective, so much space, right, around what's happening in your body. So for me in that moment, panic mode, it was like fight or flight was in. And that's fine, you know. But to add more on top of that isn't helpful anymore. So I remember pausing in that moment and I just started to, when I could, come up for air and I got air, right? Big gulp of air. And then I went under and I just remember like being under and like in that moment, I it was so weird. I was like okay with 
if this was how I was going to go, like, it's a, it's in the water. Like, I'm in the ocean. Not too bad. But I also knew that I wasn't going to die. Like, it was weird. So being held under, I was calm. I was just super, super calm under the water. And I'm sure surfers who are more avidly in the water than I am, like, have this experience a lot. Like, you'd probably have, Dan. Yeah. And, but I remember just, like, making it out somehow. The guy I was with at the time, like, tried to paddle out after me. And I'm like, he was less experienced at, than I was at the time. So I'm just, like, pointing to the shore. I'm like, go back, go back. Like, there's no reason for you to try to come and save me. You're not going to be able to. And so I finally made it into the onto the shore. And I remember it was, like, one of the last like semi pleasant days weather was in the summertime, but it was like the fall time. It was like you needed to wear a suit and everyone's kind of like seeing what was happening to me like out in the water. And I just got back up on the beach and I just started regurgitating like my whole breakfast from that morning. I just started throwing up and it was really a moment of Ooh. trauma. It was like trauma God. for like three days after that. I was I didn't know what but it really in that moment in the water it's that sacred pause and that's what saved me through through practicing it right Mm -hmm. when those moments of fight or flight come up those moments of tension contraction you can add more to that you can make it worse anxiety comes up in the mind and the body take the sacred pause just kind of stop Mm -hmm. take a nice breath right if you can nice deep breath inhale exhale and you can really kind of, that just gives you a nice amount of space around what's happening in your body, in your mind. I haven't had an experience like that in a while in the water. Kept me off, off my board for so long until yeah. I, until Asia this year. I was in Asia. That's Indo. Good. Yeah. I mean, I've also, I think selfishly not gone out when it's, um, when it's like messy, big. Well, that's like, yeah, like. Well, selfishly, but in a way that's like supportive it's, and safe. <laughs> it's safe. It's smart. But for as kids, even like younger adults, my buddies and I, we would go out when it was like washing machine esque, but mm-hmm. big, big New England cold surf. Big New England cold surf is maybe six to eight feet, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Nothing crazy when it comes to world stage stuff, but. For here, you have a big, thick wetsuit on. Mm-hmm. We'd go out and we'd get ourselves into situations like that. And I truly think, and I and I know that a lot of people know this, but when you put yourselves in in bad waves like that, and you can catch waves like that, when the waves are good and they're clean, anywhere else on Earth, an East Coast surfer is going to be the best surfer in the water. Mm, that's that's such a good point because you've gone through that yeah you know what it's like to surf like crappy waves to surf like really really textured waves to have the bumps and the grooves and the snakes and the all that stuff in them Mm. and when you go to indo you're like "Ah." i haven't been to indo but living in california for a little bit of time when the waves were super clean it was the most fun that I've ever had on waves. And when the waves are really good here and it's super clean, it's much easier to surf them. Um, but not to say that like I don't like going out when it's like mushy and kind of crappy. It's fun. I think that's such a cool metaphor too for like how tr- how the how the hard sh- stuff in our life really if we can get through those moments, 
it's just calm on the other side. Yeah. It's just there's always more peace to be found. And so those moments of grit, those moments of grind, it's really important to really sit with yourself, right? Make that space. Yeah. Take that sacred pause so that you're not adding more contraction or pressure around what's already happening. Yeah, I think that um, I think that if we circle back to, you know, the the, the title of this particular um podcast theme riding the wave of change right um i think that a lot of people are avoiding that these days they're avoiding the day that it's not that good out because they're like oh it's safer to sit on the beach Mm -hmm. but if you're trying to like learn Mm. like ashley needed to go through that day for sure i did i don't i don't take that back at all yeah i've taken people out and it's been real small and they're like man i'm a really good surfer now like you know quote unquote they're like yeah i can do this and then i'm like okay well it's gonna be bigger tomorrow i'll take you out if you feel confident enough and they're like yeah they're super high on confidence and it's big and clean and they haven't had that like crappy day yet and then that big and clean day is just a little too much for them right Mm mm-hmm where if they just went out when it was a little bit, you know, kind of crappy out and it was a little more difficult for them, they would have found that, you know, that bigger clean day would have been much easier. Right. Much right. easier. I love that. Yeah. So like, but, you know, I see it a lot. It's um, if it's in parents, if it's in if it's in the community, if it's in the kids, they'd rather uh, sit out on the beach and, and, and let the let the cleaner waves come in the next day, which is all well and good. I understand. But, you know building that nitty gritty kind of um tough tough love Mm. for whatever it is i think is really important i think it's missing Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and some people would say why do you have to uh embrace like the hard stuff why what why can't it just always be easy because even when the hardest thing even when like a very simple hard thing comes into your life you might not know how to deal with it Right. I used to say like three years ago, I used to say at the school, like uh, some people's Mount Everest are speed bumps and some people's speed bumps are Mount Everest in regards mm-hmm. to like challenges in their life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you've gone through life and you've gone through some suck, just things that are just horrible. Right. right. Something might come up in your life that's. Uh, massive like mount everest but you've gone through so much stuff right that's like a little speed bump you're gonna go over in your car but if you haven't gone through anything because you've sat out from putting pressure on yourself or taking risks and challenges or maybe in your own life your parents have kind of just helped you out right so you so that you've had you've been able to avoid those things and that's good too i guess um those little speed bumps are gonna feel enormous right enormous right and and when we can really embrace the i think you i forget exactly what you said but embrace the hurt or embrace the work embrace embrace, the work embrace the struggle if you will embrace the suck yeah embrace the suck like (laughs) we end up inadvertently sometimes or directly affecting people around us in big ways that are inspiring to them and healing sometimes yeah uh, you know and just to go back to that i think there are a lot of parents out there that are like you know what f that like i had to go through a bunch of suck i don't want my kids to go through suck mm. so i'm gonna like create this very much so like safe place for them mm-hmm. that's cool like i understand that 
for sure. All I'm saying is they might be 35, 30, 35 years old, and they come through a challenge in their life. And because they haven't had anything go wrong or any challenges, they might find that small little struggle pretty difficult. Yeah. And the question always comes back to as a parent, right, as an individual, as a kid, as a and as a grown up, you know, am I OK? Like for I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, you know, what it's like to have a kid. Um, and I do believe that the younger you start on a practice that has the same effects as a yoga practice has on my life, had on my life, which in, involves embracing the concept of balance, um, the concept that all of all of what I'm seeking is actually inside of me already and I already have all of it. There's nothing outside of me that I need to be more happy or feel more whole or full. That when we can start on that path earlier, we, we end up obviously saving ourselves a lot of hurt in the future, but it really doesn't matter what age you begin your path of self-healing. No. It does not. No. Um, I mean, I've met kids that, are, that, that were four, five, six years old that were go- going through lives that uh, a 40, 50, 60-year-old hadn't even come across yet. Sure. I've met 65-year-olds that have continued to go through a path of horrendous livelihood literally 65 years. Mm-hmm. And they were just starting to be like, okay, well, oh, this is like, right. this is smooth seas right here. Right. This is nice. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Everybody's going to go through their pathway differently. And I think we see that in our own friends, too. Mm. You know, some are, are going to go through the, their they're riding the wave of their own change too like like we may have and uh i i'm not surprised i won't be surprised at all if uh you know i have to continue on riding a different wave of change and challenges and i 100 percent embrace that that's what we do as long as we're incarnated as long as we're in a human body it's wrought with suffering yeah we're always going to be riding those waves so it's yeah the question really becomes like do I want to ride the wave in a, like a fun way or do I want to keep resisting the tide? Mm. Yeah. And that involves a lot of time. Do I want to keep ignoring this fear? Yeah. So, and that also comes with the board that you have, right? That also Explain com- to our listeners what so you that mean also by that. Comes with, <laughs> that also comes with uh, the thing that's under your feet. The surfboard. So in the surfboard in this circumstance of life is like your supports, your support systems, right? Sure. So yeah. like making sure you're fine tuned, making yeah, sure you've got the board you want, you making right, sure you've got the friends that you want yeah, around the right, you. The right board in the right situations. You don't want a board too small in small waves. I mean, unless if you're like super, super, um, you know, unique as a surfer who can surf shorter boards in really small waves you're really struggling half the time to paddle for those waves and then catch those waves and you're pumping the whole time and for what? Right. Right. Get the support you need. Get the support you need. You might need a bigger board, right? Love that. Use it as a support. Don't use it as like a a crutch in a way, right? So as those waves get a little bit better and bigger, start changing up that board. Make it so it's like adaptable for the wave. Yeah. And like this may sound like super kooky and whatever in regards to like correlating waves, surfboards to life. But 
really look at the chat. Like if I break this down to life, right? Choose the right people to be in your life. And I know you've been hearing that a lot from all these people who are motivational speakers and all this stuff, right? They're saying, you know, you should have 10 people around you that are super positive. And those are the 10 people. And if you have one that isn't, kick them out. I say stick stick with that person. Keep them there because they're there for a reason. Mm, I love right? that. And, and you kind of have to battle with them a little bit. I mean, if they're making inappropriate decisions and they're doing dumb shit and like you feel like you're tagging along, you might want to, you know, you might want to think about that. But if they're there and, and they, you know, they make like they make their own stupid decisions, but you can like have them there because they're in love. Right. Mm. You feel the love from them. Like yeah. keep them there. God, yeah. They might not always be positive. right but like you can have them there what i'm saying though is keep those supports like the surfboard and and utilize and hone in on a lot of those supports that you have in the right situations Mm -hmm. right you might not go to certain people certain friends families counselors whatever they are uh during certain situations just like how you might not go to a certain surfboard in certain conditions love it that's all i'm saying i love it i think that's so cool i think the ocean can teach us so much and like activities like surfing. I mean, yeah. yeah once so- you can fine tune your board and find your wave and find your break, like, and you get up and you ride that wave, it's, it's like bliss. It's a non kosha and yoga. It's connecting with the inner bliss. It's the same as like the same experience you get probably on like ecstasy and like, mm. like when you're orgasming and stuff like that bliss I found on my surfboard so, like in one situation. I know his name will come up at, at least some point in this, but Joe Rogan. Of course it's going to come up. That's your like <laughs> pastor. <laughs> so he, he correlates um, that he feels like people who live by the ocean and or in the mountains tend to have a different like sense, right? So we're staring at something so vast and so massive in the ocean that we kind of have this different feel on life, yeah. right? And I'm sure people who live directly on the beach, we're, we're looking at the water right now. But in we're Newberry, pro- Massachusetts. In Newberry, Mass. Don't come try to find us. We're in the middle of the woods. Mm, you won't, find, you won't find anybody except for dogs. Lots of dogs <laughs> in our neighborhood. But we can see the water from here. Yeah. Yep. And it's huge and it's powerful and mm. it can take our lives whenever it wants to when we're close by, right? It's super humbling. Super humbling. And, you know, I grew up in, in Methuen, Mass. Um, and it's f- it's further away from the beach. Sure, I spent some time in the summers here. But were we humbled? We were humbled by different things, right? Gangs. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't mean it's that. Not, not that. But more, like, But a little tough, different. A yeah. little tough love, tough, right? Tough, like, sure. people. N- no, I listen. I'm just saying this because I know a couple Dan's stories that he's told me. Dan's stories never involved in any of this. No, business. Dan was not involved in the gang. Let I'm me not gonna. I'm not putting that out there. But you people know who you are. You know who you are. You're listening. You know you Methuenites. Uh, so with that said, though, different, different. The humble was coming from a community. And not from necessarily Mother Nature. Again, sure, we live in New England. You have all the snow and all that garbage, right? But when it comes to living by something that's intense, like living in the mountains or living by the beach. Majestic. It's a little different. You feel a little different. Yeah. 
like you can even feel it in the air chemically right? yeah chemically in methuen or in that area it's a little different right you, you kind of feel tense i remember a quote from college i don't know who said it but my friend efren said it to me first it was um the beach is for everyone no 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 the sun is for everyone the beach is for those who deserve it whoa and like not that i didn't i don't believe in that fully i don't believe but i kind of enjoyed the uh, the message i think it's trying to get across which is exactly what you just said dan like the sun is for everyone we all are touched by the sun and it's beautiful and it's it, it's beautiful just beautiful but god if you're living on the beach or you're living in the mountains like you've got it pretty good like you did something pretty good in a past life i think to be living yeah and i'm sure the there's shore. people who are living in both that are suffering and oh god and, yeah and i'm sure that they have their challenges and stuff like that i mean you drive up into maine or in vermont you have some some people over there are struggling you can you can sense but but ashley and you know I when we've had conversations about this too, they're riding a different wave, right? Mm-hmm. So like we might see struggle in in the way that they're trying to catch the wave, mm-hmm. right? But they might be like, man, that, I kind of like paddling, kind of like this paddle. Where yeah. we might see struggle, they they'd be like, you know what? I, I don't mind this. I don't mind this wave right now, even though it's small, even though it's kind of junky. My board's kind of like broken, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and this goes on a kind of opens the doors to another topic or subject, I think, which is why are certain people born into the conditions they're born into? And this can, I think we'll save this for another podcast, probably. I think so too. But, you know, maybe next podcast, um, you know, there's a yogic view uh, as and an Ayurvedic view as to, and Ayurveda is the science of life, it's the sister science to yoga. Um, and, and really being able to explain um, kind of why certain people are born into situations uh, while others are born into, you know, other situations. And, and are those people happy? Yeah. And, and well, the yeah, it's always like the idea is that no matter where you're born into what situation, you know, condition, um, that there's there's some dharma, there's some work that you're here to to do and that some work you're here to do that's serving in nature mm. that's purposeful yeah um so because the real question me. really is right is why are we here yeah why the heck are we well, riding this we wave doing? in the first place what the hell are we doing right right nobody really knows nobody knows i don't know i don't know i don't know i used to be a little i don't kid. really want to know i kind of want to just like try to figure it out and then one day like an asteroidal impact happens and i'm riding this huge wave and you're like yeah. i'm like this is it yeah this is it this is like this is what i gotta do but i'm on the wrong board and i fall off after i like just stand up and now i'm, now I'm tidal wave effed. out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so all right are is there anything else we want to say before we wrap this little ditty up i think i'm good it's like almost 11 o'clock i need another cup of coffee yeah i'm, I'm struggling a little bit wasn't enough coffee this morning oh god but we had we did a lot I make this new coffee and we're going to, we're going to talk people on like different. We're going to talk about coffee. Well, yeah. Dan can do that whole podcast, but, um, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk health. We'll We'll talk food. We'll talk talk routines, routines, diet, wellness, lifestyle. 
Um, and then, of course, you know, for those of you who are interested in the astrology piece, I'd love to be able to do an episode on that if you're interested. And I'll break that down into like the counseling realm, what goes with astrology. Yeah, we're like really psyched to be able to um, have this platform to talk. I mean, Dan and I were are really interested in picking out certain individuals like and looking at their birth chart and mm. maybe talking from an Eastern and a Western perspective, like. Uh, or from an astrological and a counseling perspective, you know, kind of about that person. So, so I'm not a licensed mental health counselor, soon to be. Yes, soon to be. But tell them what you are. So I'm a mental health counselor. So I, if you're gonna call in, you're gonna ask questions. Call in. Like you're gonna call my cell phone. And you can write to you us. You can write to us. If you're gonna write in, you're looking for like mental health counseling. Like, I can't really provide that, but I can give you, like, some suggestions, like I was saying earlier. Exactly. I can kind of, like, steer you in a different direction. But, like, I can't provide, like, mental health services, but I can also give you some references to mental health providers within the area, Mm -hmm. uh, wherever you might be, do some research for you and stuff like that. Sure thing. Cool. And where can they write in their questions, Dan? So, ride the wave podcast at gmail. Ride the wave podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can go. Email us. Tell us what you thought. Comment in the comment section wherever this podcast is provided. Go follow Ride the Wave. Two R's, two E's. At the beginning and at the end. Yep. And And I'm Sagittarian Yogini on Instagram. Boom. Those are both on Instagram. Follow us. Send us messages through there. Mm. Both, Both public. We're not private. We're not hiding anything. No, we're really not. Uh, the thing I like to I'm wrap good. this up about Dan and me, it's like the reason we can be comfortable as a re- as a partnership is because we're really comfortable in ourselves. And like we said, that's an ongoing journey. We always find new facets of who we are. But um, I'm proud of the work I've done as an individual, and I'm really proud of the work Dan has done as an individual. And um, I think that's really what allows us to be able to um, be an open third-party sort of experience and also – rightly opinionated uh kind of hosts two little hosts on this little podcast that's right all right well until next time thank you for listening thanks guys